<laughs> well, I'll, I'll let it record a little bit. The better I do it. All the, all the bass clear. Alright, great. Welcome to the Dirtbag Chronicles. My name is Brian. I'm your host. This is episode three. And we have an exciting guest on the show today. I'm super excited that she is here. Her name is Shannon. Uh, she's had many trips to jail. She's been in many rehabs and, and facilities to work on getting clean and, and living this lifestyle and get out of that dirtbag lifestyle that she was so caught up in. Uh, man, I, I can't tell you how excited. I just got fucking chills. So let's do this. Uh, go ahead, Shannon. Uh, welcome to the Dirtbag Chronicles. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're on the show. Uh, I know a little bit about you, and we have a little past together. You used to come into the reentry program that I was in on, I think it was Tuesday nights or Thursday nights. And you would sit down and share with all of us guys there. And I really enjoyed hearing a lot about what you were talking about and sharing your story with us. So I kind of wanted to bring you on the show so that you could share that with more people, because I, I really believe that us as an addict, we have a story that really touches the lives of others. And only your story can reach out to people that can relate with you. You know, I can't relate with everybody, but I know that somebody will be able to hear what you have to say and be like, fuck, that's for me, you know? Absolutely. So go ahead and just kind of share a little bit about yourself and why it's so important to carry out this message to the other addicts. Okay, well, my name is Shannon Ward, and... um I was born February the 10th, 1969. Dang. Good, good year, good <laughs> year. And uh, born to an alcoholic, you know, so I really believe that I had the gene, yeah. I guess, what yeah. you would say. You know, uh, some people think that they were born addicts, and uh, I truly believe that I was definitely born an alcoholic. Um, you know, my mom and dad were, uh, high school sweethearts and, uh, they got married and had my brother and then they had myself. And, um, you know, my mother would put us in our little station wagon. And, uh, I remember very, very vaguely, but I remember being in the back of the station wagon and going from bar to bar and, North Little Rock in Levy. I was a Levy rat. And okay. so uh, we went from bar to bar looking for my dad, okay. you know. And uh, I say that I'm an alcoholic from birth. Like, I didn't come out holding a fifth of whiskey or anything like that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but, like, and I, I listened to the last podcast. I believe it was Aaron. And he was like, you know, I spun around in circles. Yeah trying to feel that feeling. And I remember doing those yeah. things, you know, yeah. and at a very, very young age, um, my mom got tired of looking for my dad. And so, uh, they divorced when I was five. Okay. Um, my 
other family members hooked my mom up on a blind date. And I think it was six weeks later. I like the ink wasn't even dry on the divorce degree. And my mother was going on a date and ready to get married to a man in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And uh, he had a he had a job and a home and a car and a total normal person, you know. Big difference and than what you just experienced. Yes, so yeah. different. Like, you know, uh, just normal, you know, which, you know, most of us don't know what normal is, but that yeah. was that was normal. Like, my family life was uh, was pretty normal. Like, um, you know, we had dinner at five and... Uh, went to school, got up and had breakfast together and all those things. So like I didn't have, you know, that terrible childhood that some people go through. It yeah. was pretty normal. <clears throat> yeah. That's what and, I experienced too. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but I like to change the way I felt, Yeah, you know, and, uh, I really felt cool smoking cigarettes at 13. I <laughs> know I did too. You know, yeah. and, and like I would, go across the street to the neighbor's backyard, jump the fence, and there was Kmart right there. And so I looked older than I was. And, you know, at 13, I could walk in there and buy a pack of cigarettes and go down to the schoolyard and smoke the whole pack (laughs) until I was just sick Sick in my stomach. But I was so cool doing that. Yeah. And uh, What kind of cigarettes did you smoke? It was uh, cool. 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 Menthol? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a menthol cigarette. (laughs) So, uh, Do you still smoke today? I I vape. Vape, okay. I finally got rid of that. Yeah. I don't know which is worse. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I did that at... 13 and then um you know I went to went into high school well I was in junior high and my best friend made the cheerleading squad and I wasn't quite good enough to make I was more of the you know like to sneak out past where we were supposed to be and uh so she went on to the 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 good side I guess you would say and I went on to the other side and the dark uh, side yes <laughs> uh which is really where my my dirt bag started i guess you know yeah skipping school parking off of the parking lot at high school on the streets and um you know just doing the most and uh i i met up with some girls that were my type and we went to the liquor store and we buy a fifth of gin mm. and three large ices at the gas station on lunch. <laughs> like, and we would split it between three of us. White girl wasted. Yes. <laughs> and you know, sometimes we'd go back to school and sometimes we wouldn't. Yeah. And I can remember, uh, you know, a time where I went back to school and I was just really loaded. I was just like, Oh, what did I do this for? You know? And, <laughs> I started feeling like ill and I remember going in the bathroom and just destroying the bathroom, you know, it's just like, Oh my gosh, let me just get out of here. Now destroying the bathroom. Does that mean throwing up or throwing up red icy (laughs) everywhere? And it was just like, Oh gosh. (laughs) Uh, So like I started skipping more often, like, you know, and then um, I got into some fights and I, 
I'm sure I was drunk when I was fighting, and so my mother sent me to my grandpa's house, which was in Levy, and that's where my, okay. you know, I went back to Levy, and uh, my grandfather was old, so I could get away with everything. Yeah. And I got in a fight at school and sent me to the boys club. Boys and girls club is what it was back then, yeah. you know, and the fighters, the, the two that were in the fight had to go in there together, you know, and work it all out and stuff. It was kind of like treatment now that I think about it. Yeah. Uh, do you think, why do you think your mom wanted to send you to your grandpa's? Was it because she couldn't handle it or do you? Yeah, you well, because I was just, I was bad. Yeah. Like I was a tornado. Yeah. Like, and I liked to yell a lot when I was younger. <laughs> and if you didn't do it my way, you know, yeah, it was the highway. And yeah. I would always boss my brother around and I had a stepsister that came on weekends. And Are you the youngest or oldest? I am the youngest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm the baby that could do no wrong, (laughs) you know, but I was bad. Yeah. And uh, so my mother was just like, get out, you know, you're going to have to go somewhere else, you know, and I would be swinging at my parents and stuff and just crazy. Yeah. And so they were like, just go to, we're going to send you down to the grandpa down to my daddy's yeah. and he's, you know, military. So oh. he's going to, he's going to get you right. Yeah, I bet. Uh, no, <laughs> that, didn't, that just made it worse. Yeah. But like, so that was like my junior <clears throat> year in high school. And so I did that. I got into the fight. I was a troublemaker there yeah. at Old Main High School. Okay. And, uh. How big of a town do you think Levy is? Tiny. Well, I mean, it's part of North Little Rock, so it's, yeah. it's all right. I Still mean, Pulaski people, County, though. Yes. Okay. People would, in big cities, would say, oh, it's kind of little. But, yeah. Uh, so I had, to, I had to walk down to that boys club, and it was a long way away, you know, and I would walk. And so then I was like, you know, it's my senior year in high school. Can I come back and graduate with all my friends, which I don't can't even really recall one very friend. yes maybe two <laughs> yeah uh and so my mom agreed and uh i got into a fight with my stepfather and it was bad and he, i swung on him and he swung on me Dang. and you know my my head goosed up and i'm not going to say anything it was not abuse in any kind of way yeah, okay. it was what i needed yeah. you know and so my mom said, well, we're going to get you an apartment over here. Oh, bet. Yeah. And I was like, bet. okay. Is she going to pay the rent? Yeah. And I'm going to go to school. And I got this job at this record store. And it was, it was just fun times. Yeah. Uh, at the record store, I met these girls that were much older than I am. Yeah. And... The record store used to be the cool hangout spot it was back in so the day. Cool. Okay. It was really okay. cool. Like this is back when the drugs were still fun. Yeah. You know, and I was just getting started and and what what years were was this record store job? Okay, well, I should have graduated in 87. Okay, that was the year so, I was born. E- oh. Yeah. Well, that's you know. cute. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. <laughs> I, I'm a little older, a little mature. Yeah. Uh, more mature, maybe, I should yeah, say. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but, yeah, these girls were so cool to me. And 
and they did some really fun stuff on the weekends and yeah. like we would go to concerts because you know the record store gets all the concert tickets and that was when barton coliseum was this okay. great place to go for concerts and uh you know we get wasted yeah you know and i'd start trying new things you know and over the years in active addiction like my my drug of choice changed many times, you know, so, you know, we just started getting ecstasy and we were doing a lot of that and it was so much fun going to concerts and stuff and loving everybody and everything. And, and then we got on an acid kick. Oh yeah. And so that was the favorite. I that loved was it. just like, I loved it. Oh my gosh. As long as I could keep yeah. my mind like knowing this is this is not real, Shannon. Right. You know, but that was hard sometimes. Right. But I never ever ended on a bad trip. Got to yeah. take some more. Yeah. Take yeah. some more because that'll help yeah. you get over the bad trip. Yeah, a bad trip for me was like I didn't trip because I had taken too much fucking ass yeah. the week, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was living in my own apartment. My mom was paying on my bills. Like, definitely. Uh, like just carrying the load, you know, and yeah. I was just out there having a great time. I uh, had a boyfriend and we weren't really seeing eye to eye on things. He was a little bit better than I was or should have mm -hmm. been, you know, and um, so like I was very unfaithful, like I was very unfaithful to a lot of boyfriends that I had, yeah. you know, because you get high and yeah, it's like, okay. Like, hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, girl. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, you know, one night he came flying through the bedroom window, like glass and all. Yeah. And I was just like, holy smoke. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. You know? And so my dirt bag self said hold on let me get dressed you know <laughs> and so he comes swinging i grabbed a bat and opened the door and of course you know i'm not ready for any kind of like altercation yeah. even though you know he's busting windows out and everything yeah. else and uh and this is at your apartment yes. that your mom got you yeah that's paying the rent yes oh yeah oh it was crazy yeah and uh we were all really 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 high how old were you and, during this oh i was probably 20 20 okay. yeah 20 21 maybe okay i doubt i was 21 i don't really recall the when i turned 21 because i was so far into yeah. it before. Way before that yeah. yeah and so you know uh this new guy you know i i was in love of course uh he had a pocket full of cocaine yeah you know and i was just like oh yeah, yeah. I like you, yeah. you know, that back then it wasn't how cute you are or how much yeah. like good job you had or anything like it's Sack like, chaser. what is yeah. what you got in your yeah. pocket? Absolutely. Is, that is what made Absolutely. you attractive, you know? So, um, yeah, the yeah. power that comes with that sack is Absolute. unreal. Crazy. It's unreal. It's like, crazy. really? Yes. And like, you can have eight ball and still right. have motherfuckers just chasing like, oh, give me some, give yeah. me some. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, this guy taught me all kinds of stuff. 
how to sell dope and cut dope and get dope for free and still make money. And, you know, and I was like, you know, well, I'm going to marry you, dude. You know, and, and yeah. eventually. Why yeah. not be faithful, but. We got married. I, actually, I was faithful. What? Yeah, all well, right. he had dope in his yeah. pocket all the time. Yeah. So, you <laughs> You're know. You're faithful that was, to that sack. Yes, yeah. that was very, very yeah. attractive. <laughs> and so we had this beautiful wedding, uh, 10 bridesmaids, 10 groomsmen, Catholic church. Wow. The whole deal. Uh, That's an accomplishment to be sin- getting high and doing all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like popping value yeah. and everything else. <laughs> Going, I can't do this. I can't walk down the aisle. I can't walk down the aisle. Let me have another value. And so, you know, yeah. I was just like, Yeah. Okay, I'm here. Zombie fight. Yes. Yeah. And uh and we got married and it was great. It was an open bar, of course. Of course. And um my husband was a antique car refinisher. Okay. So they built antique cars from like the rusted out and you know, it was like your own business, so nobody ever was tested or yeah. looked at wrong yeah. or, you know, it was out in Pine Bluff, <clears throat> out in the outskirts. They had yeah. this shop and, you know, we did a whole lot of stuff out there and we had a whole lot of parties and we moved out in the country and... We had this pool table room and all this stuff. And like people were just always coming, you know, and when doing cocaine, smoking one cigarette off another, like, yeah. you know, and I was sitting in the corner. I never said anything to anybody. And I was just over there. What do they smoking. call that when you uh, light a cigarette? Monkey fuck or yes, something like that? Yeah. Like you take one cigarette. Exactly. And, light yeah. and so, you know, I did that for, I did that for 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Ten years. I loved cocaine. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was snorting cocaine and I was eating cocaine and it was like my nose was like destroyed. Yeah. yeah. And so. Uh, Septum just over with. Yes. Yeah. And so, and my husband loved to beat the shit out of me on a regular. Yeah. Like, and I always knew when I was going to get that beaten because like. You could see that the face, soul yeah. just leave his body. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, shit, you know, let's get ready. Ready to rumble. Damn. And, uh, you know, it, it went on for years like that. And I I got my ass beat the worst before we ever went down the aisle. But, you know, that dope in that pocket is so just, strong. Yeah. That, That's um, crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but when the loaded twenty two was held to the head. Yeah. And we were all really high. That was that was that was about all I could take. That was what kind of broke that yeah. straw there. Uh I had called the police on several occasions and yeah. I told him, I said, look, we're gonna start a paper trail. Cause you beating me up all the time is just not working out for me that well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And so I'm gonna call the police every time you put your hands on me. And so, like, three or four in, police reports is where the gun came out, and I called 911. This is after we had two children. Wow. One child was visiting his brother, which was his uncle, Eric, and then um, the other child was at home in the bed, and, you know, the gun came out. I I was so scared. 
and I just knew I was going to die, yeah. you know? And so I called 911 and then it really got, it got bad after that. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. Let me call now. This is back when we had landlines. He ripped the phone out of the wall, you know, and I was like, Oh God. Kids will never experience ripping that phone all out no, of the wall. <laughs> no. Like when the whole box yeah. comes out at you. Uh, I got to another phone. And I called him back and I was like, I'm sorry. This was a mistake. Yeah. My child accidentally dialed 911, believe it or not. Oh shit. You know, because I was really afraid for my life yeah. at that point. And so they had already made so many reports, like three or four reports already. Yeah. And they, that they're, paper trail. They're coming. Yeah. yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Yeah. They come three cars deep, six cops deep, and they came busting through the door. Jeff Ward, where are you? You are under arrest. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, and uh I bet that was scary too. It like, was scary. And exciting too, because it was so, so scary. Like at a point of that, like you're like, I don't know, because I've never been in that situation, but like my thinking would be like, fuck, it's it's fucking happening. It's over. Like yes. I'm I'm saved. Like yes. the police actually fucking helped me this time. And now Oh, and I'm sure that that all that feeling was just running through you at that time. I, well, I wish that would have been the feeling that really got me to the point where okay. enough is enough. Yeah. But that wasn't enough. Okay. But like, so the cop gets out, they handcuff him, they put him in the car. The gun's just laying right there because he just throws it down, you know, and goes on about his business in his recliner watching the football game or whatever. Yeah. And, like nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like... I just get up out of fetal position, you know, and I'm yeah. just like, oh my gosh, what? And so they take him to the car and they said, here's what we're going to do. And I said, yes, sir. He said, you're going to sign on the dotted line and we're going to press charges. The state will take over. He will go to jail. You will get an order of protection I said, oh, hell no. That is not how it's going to work. I said, do you know who he is? Yeah. Do you know who his parents are? Do you know how much money they have? I said, he'll be out in 24 hours, and he's coming after me, dude. Yeah. You just don't know. Fuck. And so we had this conversation <clears throat> for like 45 minutes, it seemed like. I don't yeah. even really know. It's been so long ago. Yeah. And uh, he said... He said, okay, we're, we're going to, this one child that had slept through all of it, he said, we're going to take this child and then we're going to go over to the Uncle Eric's and we're going to get the other child and we're going to go take him to DHS. Shit. And you'll be lucky to see him in 30 days in a courtroom. I said, I'll sign. Where do I sign? And I signed on the dotted right. line and the process started, you know, and the state did take over and they did take him to jail. And I did get an order of protection. Yeah. Uh, did it work? Well, it worked for a little while, yes. Okay. And I started cleaning the house out. Like, I went to an attorney. I got an attorney, filed for divorce. I started cleaning the house. I took everything. By God. Get them. Yes. <laughs> you done this to me. I'm going to yeah. get this for you. Yeah. I took all his stuff. <clears throat> pool table and everything, you know. And... um did you leave his recliner or did you take it? Oh, to? no, I took it. Too. <laughs> I took it. it all. It was empty house when I left. Yeah. And and so I had 30 days to do that. And uh, I moved. My mother 
stepped in and my mother was like, you know, she knew there was some stuff going on. Uh, she knew when he hadn't left marks on my face and stuff. Yeah. And so she was like, look, your grandpa just passed away. Uh, you can move into this house in Levy. I'm back in Levy again. Okay. And, uh, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, you got two kids, bring the kids, they'll have their own room. And it was just like perfect setup. Yeah. Free. There goes mama enabling again, 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 giving me, giving you this. So, you know, you're going to be happy and get a job. And I'd been going through cosmetology school, which is another party. Yeah, absolutely. Situation. Absolutely. Uh, And I got my first job uh, as a stylist and I moved to Levy and my children came with me. I filed for divorce and it took Two years to get a divorce. My husband walked in the courtroom. I'm so sorry. I just want my family back, you know, and just really messing with my feelings. Like, what do you do? What do you do? But then on the weekends, he's parked a block from my house in my carport, which, you know, is an older house. So the carport is just like a brick without a door on the front. Mm -hmm. And so he would hang out in there. And like, you know, when you've been married or in a relationship for 12 years, yeah, the only guy you've had sex with besides that one other one, yeah, <laughs> it's like, there's always, there's always Jody. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I yeah. moved into my own place, it was like, oh, is this how we do it? Yeah. So I'm back into the party scene. I'm clubbing every night. You know, I got people keeping my kids that don't even know my kids. Right. And just doing the most. Yeah. And I became the dope man. You Uh-oh. know? And, All right. Oh. All right. Yeah. It's a dirtbag shit for real. For real. This for is real, where real. it really got, yeah. got started. Okay. You know? And so... um. And I lived across the street from a police officer and that police officer had his police car parked on the street right in front of my house, which didn't bother any of my customers. Yeah. You know, they came right on in. Like I said, come on to the house with the cop car out front, you know, and they're (laughs) like, what? What? And I'm like, yeah, come on. And, you know, just all night long, 24 seven. The vicious cycle got really bad. Yeah. Uh, it didn't matter what you had or what you were selling. I wanted a part of it. Right. And I can get rid of the most. Right. Because I got lots of friends and I go to the club every night with a pocket full, you know, just yeah. doing the most. Yeah. And uh, turn that house into the big trap house. Yeah. And, you know, we were up all night long. My children started uh, wanting to go spend the night with Mimi which was my mom and uh, they didn't want to come home. You know, at one point in time, uh, my mom started making this little file, which I had no idea about. Uh, I have it now, Uh, but it was all this evidence of the things that I was doing in pictures. Like, you know, she would come through the house when I was at work I don't know how I kept a job, but of course, hairstyling 
is a pretty party situation. Yeah, it's your own Most schedule, of, yes, making tips, having yes, cash all the time. It's like drug dealing, really. Yes, yeah. it, it really is. Yeah, and um, yeah, we just partied on. And so my kids wanted to go to Mimi's, and then I would call and say, I'm on my way to pick you up. And they were like, can we just stay one more night? I was like, hell yeah. yeah. yeah I was hoping you'd ask that. Yeah. yeah. Stay another night, yeah. you know. And I never did it enter my mind that my children didn't want to come home. Right. You know, and not until. Yeah, that's a tough realization. Like once you're clean and understand how important that was, because right. those, you know, like, like I, I've. I've missed out on my son's entire life, entire childhood, pretty much. I haven't missed right. out on his entire life yet, but his entire childhood. And like <clears throat> I used to not have to feel the feeling of not being there. Right. Changing and, the way we feel. Yeah. And so when That's... we feel that, that feeling of not being there, well, then we can get high or drunk. And then we feel the feeling of being high and drunk. And that shit doesn't even matter to Absolutely. us anymore. But yes. like when you get clean, <clears throat> what I kind of went through was like, damn, I missed out on so much. Right. And like it hurt, you know, it, it hurt bad, but it was a good hurt because I was clean and I could look back and say, well, I'm not going to do that shit again. Right. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I ever get another chance to have a child, which would, you know, I really hope I do. I'm going to take more advantage of that situation and, and try to do the best that I could possibly do because of what the recovery has done for me. Absolutely. But yeah, like understanding like, damn, like I was such a dirtbag. Like I was hoping that my kids would stay with their Mimi just so I could go and fucking party. Right. Yeah. That's, that's big. That's right. big. And so, you know, methamphetamine was the big deal. Yeah. And. And this is when it was like that, that red meth. Like it was, it was real shit. Real shit, yeah. dude. Like real a little shit. bit would keep you up for days. Days. And the like first time that yeah. I, I tried it, they gave me this tiny little microscope little dot yeah. and i was like what the fuck is this i've been doing lines this long of <laughs> yeah. cocaine what the fuck you think that's yeah. gonna do for me it's not gonna do any i stayed up for three days on that little yeah. micro dot pile yeah i mean i went to dallas texas saw pink floyd came back and you know party down yeah. i was like whoa where yeah. do i get some of that yeah and so of course that was the new drug of choice right i was i was thinking somebody thank you for getting me off cocaine yeah it was tearing my nose up i was learning how to freebase it was yeah. tearing my stomach up like i could and, but i couldn't stop right so i continued on nosebleed yeah. everything else yeah. stomach tore up you know yeah. but i was still trying to get high and then this came along yeah little did i know it was gonna just take me down through there yeah you know i'm thinking thank you for getting me off of cocaine right but yeah, that's how I felt with it when it got me off alcohol and Xanax. Like, I always need something to get me off something. Yes. And like, and like I needed the the methamphetamine to get me off of the alcohol and the Xanax. And yes. then I needed the institution to become incarcerated to get me off the methamphetamine. Right. But yeah, so so the meth saved you from the coke, 
which the Coke was just fucking your whole world up. Yes. And your body up and your yes. health up and everything. Yes. And then you're like, fuck yeah, the meth is saving yes. my life. This right. is great. I think I was doing eight ball a day on oh. cocaine. Yeah. And then I was doing like a quarter for yeah. like a whole week. Yeah. You know. Save like, some money too. Huh? Right. <laughs> and, uh, whew. And then I met some friends that learned how to, you know, make their own. Right. And I became the runner. Okay. And I got in the car and I did this great big circle around Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. I bought two boxes here, two boxes yep. here, two boxes here, two boxes here. Sudafed. Yes. Yeah. And I'm pushing them through the thing, putting them all in one bottle. So, throw, you know, I'm not a person that likes to litter. And I didn't even like to litter inactive addiction yeah. but like i'm throwing these <laughs> boxes out yeah. the window and i'm pushing them through and i've got this little bottle down between my legs and i'm pushing them through and i go around three times a day so every shift change i would make my circle you know and i'd take them back Damn. to my dude and, and this is before they regulated that and oh yeah oh, this yeah. is right when the what was it the tri-county drug task force was invented yeah and they were like gonna put a stop to methamphetamine yeah you know i was like oh no you're not Can't stop there's, this shit. there's too many of us <laughs> not yeah. enough of y'all yeah you know and it was yeah. just like it was so on and and my ex-husband at the time somehow had a friend that was related to or friends with or something uh, with the somebody in the drug task force and like he would call me because he still loved me and i still loved him we just yeah. couldn't be together you know and this is your ex-husband or your yeah my two okay. kids daddy okay so I had the two one that boys. would beat you yes he got clean no okay okay no All right. no 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 no, okay. no but he had friends in high places okay and yeah. uh he was always so resourceful yeah and uh so he would call me and say, get out the playground. And I would be like, what are you talking about? He said, get out of the playground. Wherever you are, you need to get out of. You know, so he would keep me safe. Wow. From the drug task force or whatever. Yeah. You know. And, that is love. Well, you know, and I loved him too. I yeah. still love him. Yeah. I will never be in love with him. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that he but, he loved you, but he had some kind of love for you to right. protect you from. Yes, because he must have known what yes. what prison was like or something to be not like, well, yo, no, bitch, and, get the and, fuck and, out and the really, way. I think it was you know I saved him from going to prison at at one point. Okay, you know there were uh, charges uh, filed terroristic threatening against a family member which okay. we you could serve three years for that yeah you know it was a felony yeah. charge and he was really threatening to kill me and yeah. so they wanted me to testify and i was like mm, no did he get charges for when he beat you and oh with yeah the... oh yeah okay so but it was a misdemeanor um there was a there was a felony i don't know if it was that day or because it continued on. Yeah. Like I said, he was in my carport right. all the time right? Like and smoking anhydrous. I don't oh. know if you ever knew about that stuff, but yeah. that was just crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, he ended up in jail 
He jumped on a train down in the Levy area. Just craziness. This is just the crazy Country lifestyle. boy outlaw shit. Yes. Yeah. And it was just crazy. But, yeah, so my friends started cooking, and I started running, and I would go over to stores and buy, you know, acetone this and that and yeah. all the stuff. And, and we would cut strips off matches all night long, you know. And Charlie. I remember getting a, the first time. I thought I was going to take the tip off the match you know i thought that's where the red phosphorus yeah. was no it's the strip that you strike the match on <laughs> i was like oh okay Duh. so then yeah. we started cutting all those strips and then putting them in you know and shaking that it yeah. was just crazy and and so i didn't really want to know the full process mm -hmm. i knew how to prepare okay i knew how to get it started okay. and then when it was time to gas it off like i left like yeah. i don't i don't want to know everything yeah i don't have that much discipline right i don't want to know everything leave something out right. so i don't go on and try this all by myself yeah you know and blow your face off yes yeah. yes so <clears throat> did i change boyfriends once again and the new boyfriend wanted me to be his snow and so i had to learn how to gas and i had to pump that bugs prior blah, 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 blah. yeah you know it's just craziness so you said snow what what is what does that mean exactly that means putting the bug sprayer in the jar and then it turns okay. into it makes it okay. snow and so then you pour it through a all right yeah dirt bag shit dirt bag shit. dirt bag shit <laughs> we would go to this trailer in conway and we would have to clean the trailer up before we could even start to cook the dope yeah. that's how bad it was and it just God. went on and on and on, yeah. you know, it was just craziness. Uh, needless to say, I couldn't keep a job. Um, drugs became my job. Okay. And, uh, men, Lifestyle, yeah. 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 Men became my life. Yeah. And if you couldn't provide for me what I needed, uh, you know, because I have a house. Yeah. You know, and so, of course, we started cooking at my house. Right. And that carport was off from the house. Right. So my best thinking was the police come, like, I don't know what they're doing out there. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I just went to jail a lot. Yeah. I, In county jail, though, right? You yeah. never, you've never been to prison, have no. you? No. Okay. Got lucky. Yeah. Really lucky. Yeah. I should be in prison today. Yeah. I really should be. I think we all yeah. should, but. Yeah, for a long, long time. Uh, thank God I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and the partying just got worse. The amounts went from small amounts to large amounts. You know, drug task force shut that ephedrine down yeah. for yeah. sure. And I'm like, wow, how did right. this happen? Right. You know, and then the Mexicans came in and started providing all the other stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the cartels, not actual, right? Not the actual Mexican race, but right, <laughs> right, right, okay. right, right. Yeah, I don't want to label. I no, don't want right. to label them. It's yes, like, I'm sorry, you're right. Cartel okay. came through bringing their bags of ice. And, okay. Um, Shout yeah. out to all the Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. I Shout love out. the Mexicans. I love the Mexicans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the vicious cycle just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And, uh, 
I couldn't stop. Uh, my, my mother decided it was time to take my children away. And so she called my ex-husband, that one that loved me. Yeah. And so said, you're going to change custody or I am, you know, and then she opens the file of all the pictures oh, and shit. all the, and the kitchen was like, oh my gosh, there was just liquor bottle after liquor bottle after liquor bottle. Open the refrigerator, there's nothing but beer in there. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, oh my God, do I, is this how I live? So mama saw this shit storm come in yeah. years before it happened. Yes, yes. And it's like, like, you know, my, and my thinking is, is fucking twisted. But like, I'm thinking like, okay, so mama saw this shit coming and now she's like waiting for the, the crash to happen. And it doesn't so happen. So she prepared for it, but enabled you kind of yeah, to, to crash. Yeah, to keep on going, really. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. uh, not to crash, but to just continue on. Yeah. And uh, it just it just continued on, and, right. and worse and worse and worse, right? Worser and worser, yeah. <laughs> you know, the worst it could possibly yeah. be. And I was so tired, and so we went into a courtroom. And during the divorce and the first custody battle, I had my family. I had this high paid attorney. You know, I looked good. I felt good back then. I could stop doing dope long enough to go into a courtroom setting. Uh, this time wasn't so, I wasn't so lucky. Mm -hmm. I couldn't quit long enough to go in and, and stand up for my children. I was so high, I couldn't walk straight. I had no attorney. I had to represent myself because I forgot court was tomorrow. Yeah. Court's tomorrow and yeah. I got to go in court and I don't have an attorney. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so yeah. I walk in there. Looking as good as I possibly can. Ratchet walking, as fuck. Walking sideways. <laughs> yeah. Doing the Matrix song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, my children, my ex-husband got custody of my children. Wow. Two boys went to live with their daddy. And, uh, and he told me, he said, and I told him, I said, this is so bad, y'all. Uh, you know, I, I lied. I got on the stand. I lied. I had a job. I said I did this, and I was doing yeah. lessons for cosmetology <clears throat> schools and all this grand things that I was not doing. Right. And um, do you so, think they knew that was bullshit, or do you? Yeah. Are do you? I, do I think they knew at the time? At the no. time, no. At the time, but I now thought I was looking good, feeling good, yeah. and I was like superstar cosmetologist, queen shit on turd island. Yes, yeah. until she said. You know, temporary custody is going to your ex-husband and um, and you can come back in this courtroom when you change your entire life. Mm. And I was like, my mm. parents were on his side, wow. sitting behind him, paid for his attorney, you know, wow. had this file of evidence that was just astronomical. Wow. And I thought my lies preceded all of that you know i thought i yeah. was gonna and when she said that i just started ugly crying yeah like uh, 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 yeah. like i can't even i can't even hold my composure so this man he comes from like being the dope plug yeah teaching me be, everything and like and pretty much set you up for all this failure yeah beats the fuck out of you yes and then he scares you to children. the point of death 
where you call the police on him. Mm-hmm. Then you you're like, fuck it, I can't take any more of this. So yeah, where do I sign? <clears throat> you get the kids, you put a protective protective order on him, protection order on him. And you know, I don't know his side of the story, but he's got to be going through some shit too while dealing with all this. Absolutely. And so over, and how many years do you think have passed uh, between the courtroom and the, the, that night that he held the gun to your head? Well, it took like three years to finalize the divorce. Okay. And there was nothing to fight so either, over. He either made progress in, in becoming a more uh, functioning addict. Very much so. Very much so. And and just was able to stay kind of balanced with the addiction. Yes. yes. And then and you just kind of fucking did what all addicts give, do and I just don't fucking, give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a yeah. fuck. I don't care who knows I'm getting high because I'm gonna get you high too. Yeah. We're all gonna get high in the room together. Right. Like, you know, I'm not hurting anybody but myself. That yeah. was my thinking. Yeah. Like I did not realize. Just eating fuck it for breakfast, lunch, and yes, dinner. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and just like destroying every feeling I ever had. Yeah. You know, just like make it go away. Yeah. Because that's what we do. And, you know, she said, you can't have visitation. She said, damn. Not Christmas, not Thanksgiving. Right. Not anytime. And you're going to pay child support. And I'm like, and that made me like, <gasps> yeah. Wait, what? Child support? Pay? I said, how am I going to pay child support? I don't have a job. <laughs> she said, "Ma'am, what? Oh, no! You, you just like... <laughs> testified in a court of law that you have this fabulous job. Yeah, you're gonna pay minimum support. Yeah, it's like thirty five dollars a, a week or something. Yeah, something just minute. Yeah, and I was like, I could do that, right? You know, she said, uh, prepare your children to move to their fathers. I'm like, can I be dismissed? Can I please be dismissed? Yeah. She was like, no, ma'am, you're going to sit here. And so <laughs> this started again. And I was just like, and I thought to myself, I'm going to kill myself when I leave this courtroom. Right. Uh, I can't, I can't even think straight. My car was parked. I don't know if you've ever been to the courthouse in Pulaski County. Circuit Court is the big one across right. from the Doubletree. Yeah. My car's parked on the road like two cars back, like you could see it from the top of the steps. Yeah. Took me 45 minutes to find my car. (laughs) When I finally was able to leave out of that, she said, you're going to sit here and you're going to listen to what's happening to your children. I was like, I just need to be, just, just need to be dismissed. You know? And she was like, no, ma'am. No. Sit here. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm going to drive my car off the 430 bridge once I find it. Right. That was my whole plan. Right. But then I thought, wait a second. I'm living in this house in Sherwood because my mother finally said, get out. You know. Of your grandpa's house. Yes. Yeah. Get out. We're selling this house. Get out. Right. That was after I lived there six months without water, electric, and gas. <sighs> I've done that. Wow. I've done the same shit. I've lived in places dirt with the, bag shit. Yeah, right dirt bag there. shit. Yeah. Still using the toilet. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. And so I started loading myself up into a U-Haul and then went to court and they took my children and 
I mean, they didn't take my children. I gave my children away. Right. I can't ever say that my children were taken from right. me because I allowed it to happen. Yep. Um, which brings a whole lot of guilt and a whole lot of shame mm-hmm. and makes me want to use on top of. Mm-hmm. But I'm driving my car and I'm like, I want to go across. <clears throat> I want to go over this bridge. I just want to drive through the side and just down into the water. That's what I want to do. Yep. But wait a minute. My boyfriend's in Sherwood cooking a batch of dope. <laughs> the only thing that saved my life that day yeah. was knowing that I was going to get high once I got home. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. The high saved the high. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah. It was terrible. It was a terrible day. And my boyfriend thought that that was a good day to quit. <laughs> I was like, no, sir, we're no, not quitting today. No, we're getting high. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he said, okay, today's your last day. Yeah. I think it's time. I was like, uh, no. Yeah. Maybe it's time for you to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> the kind of addict that I was. Bye. Yeah. And, and so I thought, well, the judge said I have to change my entire life. So let me see what rehab is about. Okay. Let me try this and see what's happening. My, I remember my mom sitting outside the courtroom in the bench outside the courtroom door looking up at me saying, Shannon. We just want you to get some help. We just want you to get some help. I'm like, okay. Who's asking for this help? My mom. Your mom. Okay. My mom was like, we just want you to get help. And I was like thinking to myself, I don't need no help. Right. You know? Right. I'm not hurting nobody but me. Yeah. I'm fixing to get high. Yeah. You need help. Yeah. (laughs) You need help trying to ask me for help. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I went ahead. I checked myself into treatment. I met a dude. Another guy. Yeah. Because I'm not only addicted to drugs, I'm addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to the lifestyle. I'm addicted to the clubs, the bars, Mm -hmm. the scene, and the guys. Right. And, uh, you know, ended up, they got thrown out of treatment because they put boys and girls together. Yeah. And and they want to find out how well you're going to follow the rules, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so you're not supposed to speak to the guys. Yeah. But then we have class all day together. Yeah. And so, you know, we're all eyeballing each yeah. other and stuff. Yeah, that's and how I was at Quapaw when I went there. That's where I was. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. where I was. And so we started passing notes and sticking them in the Coke machine, the return yeah. change. Yeah. And, uh, did the same thing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, they did a search on the rooms and somebody kept their notes or something and put them up in the drop ceiling and they found them and they were some pretty graphic notes. And, (laughs) uh, so they took us, brought us all back together and said, look, this is an honest program. Yeah. We're going to see how honest you can be. Yeah. And so we're going to get you, get out a piece of paper and you're going to write down anyone's name that ever gave you a note or anyone's name that you ever gave a note to. Yeah. And so there were two guys that had passed me notes. And I they were sitting right behind <laughs> me. They're sweating. <laughs> yeah. And I looked back and I said, 
like I'm fixing to tell on yeah. you. I got you. I got you. This is an honest program. Who is she telling it? And, and so yeah. I did. I wrote yeah. their names down, and uh, they didn't. They didn't write my name down, and hmm. nobody else wrote anybody else's name out. Good bag morals. And <laughs> yeah. so everyone got thrown out but me. Oh wow! And I got to stay because I was honest. Wow. But I decided that I'm going to pack my bags and go with my friends yeah. and I'm going to walk out because <laughs> that's the way we do yeah. it. And I did not realize that they had been there long enough to get their completion papers. <laughs> I, on the other hand, had not been yeah. there that long. Yeah. And so I did not complete treatment. And, you know, it wasn't but days before I was back doing exactly what right. I was doing before. Right. Um, do you think that time in that rehab, do you think it started to plant some seeds for you to? Not that time, no. Okay. Maybe the next time. Okay. So I've, I've been to all the treatments around this this surrounding area. I've been to Quapaw. I've been to, they had a Barb's place at one time where you could take your children. I spent 75 days there. I love that place. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. I didn't want to leave. They made me take a weekend pass. And I'd been there for over 45 days. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is good. I like this. And I did get the seed planted there. Yeah. And it was good. My my daughter was there. I had re I had had another child in active addiction. Okay. We'll get back to that in okay. a second. But like she got to go with me and it was so much fun and learning how to live life on life's terms. Um, they wanted to test me, I guess, and yeah. send me out. But all I had to go back to was the dope man's house. My parents didn't speak to me. Uh, my brother hated me and it was just a bad situation. All my friends got high and I thought that there's no way that, you know, How's anyone ever going to get clean? Nobody's ever got clean off methamphetamine. Right. It's a way of life. Right. Nobody that you knew. No, right. Yeah. That's my world. Yeah. I've always lived in my world. Right. Nobody else's. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, out in active addiction, like those two children were taken away and I just continued to get high. That treatment facility didn't work. I went back to doing what I was doing. And, uh, you know, after a couple of years, you know, I was, I, I needed a baby. I needed another child to take the place of the two boys. And I always wanted a girl. Always, always, always. Like both of my boys were named Abby Elizabeth before they were born. Uh, Your boys were? Yes. Okay. Because that, that was, it, I always wanted a girl. And, you know, my higher power was not going to give yeah. me another boy yeah. after the first boy right. that I cried for. Yeah, it never turns out the way that you expect it. No, and then I thought, well, you know, higher power saw how upset I was getting this boy the first time. <laughs> Surely yeah. the second one's going to be a girl. Yeah. So I unpacked all the pink stuff and I still made the bed and the room and everything pink. Yeah, And then... The ultrasound came and said, you're having a boy. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? 
Yeah. And so I had two boys, which oh. are fabulous, yeah. fabulous kids. Yeah. Uh, today they are, I hope I get this right, 29 <laughs> and 27. And so uh, they're grown and we have yeah. a fabulous relationship. Awesome. And, um, but I had to replace those two with, which I knew was going to be a girl. Mm -hmm. And so I hooked up with the, another guy that cooked up a lot and uh, I fed him Viagra till I got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Cause I manipulate every want situation. Want a ham sandwich? Yeah. Every <laughs> yeah. situation. No, I would just say here, take oh, this. Take this. Here, take this. Yeah. I can't take them anymore. They're killing me. <laughs> I'm like, take it. My head's pounding. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I got pregnant and he sent me to the clinic several times and with a pocket full of money and like the two pregnancies before I got, I got clean while I was pregnant was good. You know, uh, I think I did a little dabble in the second pregnancy Yeah. once and the baby started kicking and rolling and I was like, Oh, I can't do this, you know? Right. And so, so you were able to stop, stop both of the pregnancies yeah. before, yeah. uh, the, the last one, I mm, 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 yeah. couldn't. Wasn't happening. No. Yeah, so and I, it's not that you didn't want to. It's just that just the fucking stop. addiction couldn't, yeah. Yeah, couldn't stop. Yeah, it's crazy how sick that shit is. Couldn't yeah. stop. Uh, so I made a, I, I made a deal with myself. I, one bowl a day. This is before I ever put a needle in my arm. So one bowl a day so I don't kill anybody. Right. Especially her daddy because... Yeah. You know, her daddy just continued on like nothing ever happened because mm -hmm. he thought I was going to take care of the problem. And no, he'd give me a pocket full of money. I'd go to the abortion clinic and then I would leave, you know, and I would I would go get more dope. It was crazy, crazy. And I just couldn't stop and I couldn't I couldn't keep to the bowl of day habit. It was terrible uh, yeah. for some reason. This is right when uh, Garrett's Law came out. Garrett's Law was, if anyone thinks yep. you're high at the hospital, <clears throat> they're calling DHS. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was one of those people at this point in time where my addiction took me to the computer. And I'd be up for days on the computer just trying to, you know, I was getting smart. Yeah. And So uh, smart. Right? <laughs> and so for some reason... A higher power doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Mm -hmm. Two months before her due date, I quit. Wow. And she came a month early, four weeks early. And so I was clear of everything. Don't know. Lucky don't do. dog. Yes. <laughs> I told you before. I'm yeah. lucky. That's the only reason I haven't done prison time. Yeah. You know, and this is the only reason why she got to go home with me that day. Uh Tried to breastfeed, but I had this pipe over here Damn. immediately. So I would try to pump the bad milk out, yeah. pour it down the drain. Yeah. Then I'd let her, and she started failing to thrive. So she started losing weight. Of course. It was just too much. And I was smoking dope in children's hospital. She had an IV in her head. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and I'm in the bathroom. <clears throat> I mean, can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop. Dirt bag, dirt yeah. bag. Yeah. Like hoping I don't get caught from the doctors in the bathroom. Right. And uh, 
you know, I went to a couple of more treatment facilities. That one, Barb's place, she went with me. Uh, they made me go on that pass. And I don't even know what happened. Yeah. I got so high. And you had 45 I, days clean, right? Yes. Yeah. I was on a three-day weekend pass. Yep. And I went to Discovery Club. <laughs> Been there a couple times. I took three hits of acid. Yeah. And I was just like... I'm supposed to go back to treatment tomorrow. <laughs> it's Sunday, you know. <laughs> I called the treatment facility up. I said, I can't come back. I said, I'm going to trigger the whole building. <laughs> I said, I'm so high. I can't walk straight. I want to come back so bad. I need to come back. What do I do? And they were like, I don't know what to tell you. Call us tomorrow. Click. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. The people that had been there for you so much and then just like. I just couldn't. I don't even know how it happened. Yeah. Before I knew it, I was high. Yep. And so I'm high off methamphetamine. I might as well do some acid. Right. Whose idea was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Shout out Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, I mean, it just continued on. It was terrible, terrible. It was a terrible ending. I hit rock bottom. Uh, my, I ended up homeless, you know, nobody wanted to pay my rent anymore. Uh, my baby's daddy was paying the rent at a little garage apartment down the street just so I wouldn't come back to his house, you know. Damn. And I had this little baby that I, I filled her diaper full of little bags of dope and I got in my old truck my dad gave me and off around to the city I went delivering dope and trying to make a dollar and nothing was working. Yeah. I was so tired. Yeah. Um, I got what I thought was a job, which really wasn't because they didn't pay me anything, but I was a cosmetology instructor at a cosmetology school. Okay. And I was taking the owner nice packages every day, you know, and I got a phone call and said, um, and I used to take my daughter with me, you know, and she would be in the little classroom coloring and doing her thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, <clears throat> one day she was so sound asleep when I got up and I got ready. Well, I'd already been away. Yeah. I was about I, to say. I didn't sleep a lot, you know, <laughs> and, she looked so peaceful, and I was like, I'm just going to leave her here. Oh, man. And her dad, it was a trailer. Her dad lived on one side, and I lived on the other side. And her room was right there beside my room. And I was like, I'm just going to leave her here today. You know, she's sleeping, and she's sleeping good. And her daddy was like, sure. You know, and no problem. I got her. Well, he calls the babysitter over because his girlfriend over across town is needing something. Mm -hmm. And he ends up <clears throat> running some stop signs or just kind of, you know, California yeah. roll. Yeah. And and got pulled over. And, you know, he had he was on parole. He'd already been down yeah. three times. Yeah. This was the fourth. And because I love ADC numbers. Yeah. You ain't got an ADC number. Like, can't I can't fuck I with you. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was going back. They arrested him. Uh, and they called me on the phone, on my cell phone, which was the little flip phone back in the day, and said, Look, um, 
your daughter's here. And I was like, okay, where are you? Well, we're at her dad's house and her dad has been arrested and the babysitter has been arrested and uh, you need to come and pick your daughter up. And me being so high was like, okay. <laughs> Great idea. I'm on my way. <laughs> and hung the phone up and I was like, oh my God. And of course I had attorneys on speed dial back then. Yeah. And so I call one and he says, do not go get her. So I hang up. I call another one. I'm like, what do I do? I said, it's a 50, 50. She, he goes, you want to go to jail? Go get her. And I said, it's a 50, 50 chance. And I'm so high. I can't walk straight again. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a good idea to go get her, but I'm going to have somebody else drive me because I'm driving on suspended. Yeah. And fictitious tags that I made out of a reflective <laughs> sticker. Yeah. Did it work? No. No. I mean, it worked for a minute. Looked good like this. Uh, you know? yeah. yeah. You know, everything works real good for yeah. a minute. And, um, and I took off and, uh, I got out of the car when I, it was a one way in and a one way out. You had to go in the same way you come out. Mm -hmm. And as I'm coming in, six undercover Ford explorers or whatever. Yeah. The important and then ones. One marked car in the back. And I saw our daddy in the back. And they're all filing out. And I pass and go onto the house. And of course, no one's there. And uh, one of the explorers came back and said, uh, get in the truck and I'll take you to your daughter. Huh. I said, oh no, sir. I said, we played this game before. Yeah. Because I've been here before. You've done this before and I know who you are. He said, I'll take you to your daughter. We took her to the DHS office. You can pick her up there. I said, I said, and he went click. He said, you're under arrest. Get in the truck. Damn. Six felonies later. Damn. Yes. With a piece of paper. Well, they're sneaky, ain't they? They are they are ruthless. And we're so gullible when we're, yes. we're and, fucked and up. I'm, we're I'm just really like, badass oh, okay. over here. I'm not yeah. going with you. I've done yeah. this before. 50-50 shot. Yeah. On. <laughs> right. 50-50 the yeah. wrong way. Yeah, about a 99.9. .9. Yeah, so I was charged with six felonies. I went to hmm. Pulaski County Jail. Yeah. And uh, they handed me a piece of paper that said, you know, custody. You no longer have a daughter. Your daughter is custody of the state of Arkansas. Mm. And that was it. Mm. That was like the straw that broke the whole back. Yeah. And desperation set in. So that this right here is your rock bottom. This is rock bottom. This is, this is what was rock bottom yeah this is that understanding of like fuck yes. like if i don't change nothing is going to change but i don't know how i'm going to change yeah because i've i've done yeah. it yeah i've tried it i've been to rehab i've, I've been, done all yeah. these things the other two kids were taken away it didn't yeah. help it doesn't get better uh -uh. yeah that, that yeah what am i gonna do yeah and so uh you know, a friend of mine bailed me out of jail, one of my customers. Yeah. And uh, Probably because they wanted some more dough. Right. Yeah. And uh, I bailed her daddy out of jail. And I said, let's go get our daughter. He was like, we can't. I said, what do you mean we can't? 
because you know this had happened before dhs didn't get involved but like my daughter was with his mother yeah and he was still in prison and he was like don't give her back until i get out and and so i was like let's go get her he's like we can't this time i said what do you mean we can't this time he said what does the paper say and i lost it yeah like where is she yeah he said i don't know i said what do you mean you don't know yeah you know and he's been through the same situation as i had just then yeah but even worse because you know he watched him destroy the house tear it up while the my daughter was like running around in the backyard going out to the the marked car that they had parked on the back 40 mm-hmm. of the yard because yeah. it was like three acres. Yeah. And so <clears throat> she would run. The babysitter was in the garage with her hands behind her back. And he was out in the marked car with his hands locked up behind his back. And my daughter's running back and forth, drying the tears off their face. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, which I didn't know at the time, you know, and 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 so I got out of jail and I finally understood that the state had custody and that my daughter was in foster care. Yeah. That she was somewhere that I didn't know. Had they no control. No. Yeah. They weren't gonna tell me. Yeah. And you know, yeah, because they saw you as know. that danger. They saw you Absolutely. as that threat to your own Very, child's yes. life. And Neglect. that's a hard fucking pill to that's swallow. a hard one. Yeah. Even though the other two were gone. Yeah. And. It's like, it's my child. Right. It's mine. It's not yours. Right. And then that's kind of where we like take children as like property. Yeah. You know, and we treat them as such yeah. in situations like it's my fucking kid. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. And we get that attitude and really, you Thank know, God people for DHS. Right, right. Thank God. Yeah. Which I think, I think the DHS, DHS system is, you know, it, there's no system out there that is fully no. good. And, and, you know, perfect, no. and I think that they do some corrupt shit, but, but in, all in reality, that situation, that was what you. was the best. Yeah. 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 I mean, thank, yep. You know, and so I got out of jail and, and they were supposed to serve me with papers 24 hours. And it said on there, 24 hours process server will be there to give you a court date mm-hmm. to find out what happens mm-hmm. next. Yep. And I cried myself to sleep. I woke up. I would eat a little something. I'd cry myself back to sleep. You know, I'd wake up and I'd been up for so long, you know, so it was nothing to sleep and sleep and sleep and cry and cry and cry and sleep some more because like I was very fogged out, didn't know what was happening, didn't know what was going on. Seven days later, they finally knocked at the door. Wow. And brought the papers. Yeah. And so I hadn't done anything in seven days. And it said, be at court eight o'clock the next morning. I was like, okay. All right. Now we got a plan. Yeah. Now I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, my daughter was there in the courtroom. And uh, seven days later, I thought, I'm good. You know, 
I'm going to piss clean. Yeah. You know, seven days is a long yeah. time. Yeah. It only takes three to get yeah. dope. Yeah. That's what we believe. That's what we said. Yeah. 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 Three days. I've done three days twice. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then a little bit more. Definitely clean. Um, Her dad's back there token down before the court that <clears throat> morning. You know, he had a little bottle under his arm that saved him. And I thought, I'm good. Yeah. It's crazy the shit that we can come up with to, like, try to pass a drug test. It's way easier just to not do drugs to pass a drug oh, test. Yeah. Because you got to strap it up. You got to keep it warm. You got to make sure it doesn't fall out. You got to sneak it and put it, try to put it in the cup. Like, there's all this shit. That's why I think, you know, drug addicts are smart as fuck. Like, we are. And I thought I was. Yeah. Very intelligent. Yeah, I bet you did. Very intelligent. We all do. And yeah. I taught him all of that stuff, you know, because he's been on parole the whole time. Yeah. Off and on, off and on, off and yeah. on. Well, really not ever off, but always on, you right. know, and then go back and then stay a little longer on parole. And yep. like, I'm just like, well, here, look, I've been watching these videos. Yeah. I've been on the computer and this is what you're going to yeah. do. And, you know, and so he put the bottle under his arm and he went in and I said, I'm good. Seven days. I'm good. Yeah. Guess who pissed started? You did. I sure did. And probable, guess who looked like a saint? Probable cause. Yeah. For my child to go back to foster care. Damn it. My daughter was six years old and grabbed a hold of my leg with everything she had. Yeah. Screaming bloody murder. Yeah. I'm not going back. I want my mama. Six years old and understands that. Oh. Yeah. My goodness. Man. Then, once again, a judge said, you have to change your entire life. Yep. And it starts today. Yep. I said, what do I do? Yeah. Where do I go? What do I do? That time, I'm sure you're thinking, I changed my fucking life seven days ago, and this shit isn't changing. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely didn't do what I was told. Yeah. For sure. We never do. No, I went back straight home and started trying to get high again. I just couldn't. It was over. Yeah. It was over. Like I couldn't, it didn't matter how much I did, how I did it. Because at that time I was putting a needle in my arm. And once you do that, it's just Yeah, like, it's over. Yeah. It's over. So. It's a whole other high. It's. Yeah. Because it's not the high you're chasing, it's the rush you're chasing. And it's just like. It's psh. the devil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And so even that wouldn't get me high. Yep. And I continued trying to get high through the time and day I was supposed to be in treatment once again. Yeah. You know, and I called the treatment. I called my caseworker. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've done it again. Yeah. You know, I don't have any concept of time. Right. Or days. Yeah. Or anything. Yeah. I said, "I, I miss my day. I miss my time. What do I do? She said, well, call them and find out when you can come back. And so that's what I did. And then they gave me another day. And yeah. so I got there early. I was there. <laughs> and I was like, this is not going to work. I said, I'm going to do this because I was told that this is what I'm going to do. But it's not going to work. I've tried. 
And I was so desperate to find something that worked. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any children. I didn't have any parents. It was just, it was all over. And and I had absolutely no hope whatsoever that any of it was going to work for me. Right. Because I'm so unique. Yeah, you're so special. Of course. <laughs> uh, I filled out my application so fogged up. I just, I, I didn't know what I was doing and why I was there. I just was finally doing something somebody told me to do. Yeah. Which I never, right. never, ever done before. Yeah. Started listening. Authority. Hearing it. Yeah. Yes. Authority was always so. Yeah. Not me. And that's part of that surrender process is like, okay, I don't fucking know. Uh, somebody else knows. So I, you, you know, you have to start, yeah, they got sure to, yeah, that they knew, yeah. but I, I comes was, into that trusting process. Yes. And yeah. so I went in and those girls, it was all girls facility and they thought I was there to whoop all of them. Cause I was <laughs> like, you know, I have this permanent, yeah. you know, resting bitch face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have that. Yeah. And that, I will always have that. It comes natural. Yes. <laughs> and so I say that's my permanent tick and yeah. I'll have it forever. And y'all just, yeah. don't worry. I'm not mad. Build a bridge. Get yeah, over it. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I walked in that facility, not thinking that it was going to work for me and somewhere somewhere along the way, I don't even know what was said or who said it. I remember that the girl that drove the bus always said, Shannon, who got you here? And I'd be like, DHS got me here. You know, hating the world and everybody in it. Blaming everybody. Including myself. Yeah. Hated myself. Yeah. And finally one day I said, you know what? I got myself here. And I became someone that wanted to stay clean because I wanted to stay right. clean. Right. And that yeah. is the only way. Yeah, absolutely. The only way that it worked. Yep. Otherwise it was yep. just like riding that bicycle in place going nowhere. It's all about that desire and how it's like, okay, uh, you know, my desire has changed. I want, I, I don't want something. I need this. Yes. Because it, this isn't what, is working for me. This isn't. I was so tired. Yeah. I was so sick and tired of being yeah. sick and, and tired, tired. Yeah. and seeing people just be so upset that I've arrived. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it was always the dope man's here. Yeah. Yep. What you got? What yep. can I get? Blah, blah, excitement. Blah. Yeah. And then it got to a point where Shannon's here. Yeah. Fuck. Hide your cigarettes. <laughs> hide your dope. Yeah. She's gonna get it, you yeah. know. Roasting you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Nobody wanted me even on their couch. And you felt that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was fuck. bad. Yeah. Desperation set in. There's yeah. got to be another way. Yeah. And uh finally I learned that I had a disease, that I wasn't I wasn't a bad person. Yeah. You know? That I was sick. Yeah. And I needed help. Yeah. And I needed to ask for help instead of doing exactly opposite of what anybody ever told me to do. Mama, daddy, cops, courts, doctors, you tell me to do something, I'm going to do total opposite. Right. That's kind of girl I was. Yeah. And, and, you know, today I know that 
it's not someone trying to tell me what to do. It's someone giving me a suggestion, something that worked for them that is working for, that could possibly work for me. Yeah. You know, and I learned that, you know, this program is steps. And so. Yeah. There's a process to it. Just like there's a process to coming to that, that rock bottom, that understanding. There's a process to coming to that awakening. Yes. And that's that, that spiritual part. Yes. You know, it, the, there's a process to everything. Just like just like there's a process with DHS yeah. and the court system. You know, you go to your hearing, you you have a court date set, you come back to court, then you meet up with your lawyer and in all of their all of that, you know, there's a process for for fucking ordering food at McDonald's. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everything in and life the, is a process. Yeah, it's today. a process. And like <clears throat> we were kind of talking about this before the show is like, you know, it's not about the the destination right it's about the process and the process is what is the healing and, and and you know i talked about this in the first episode is the process is the miracle but we think we get so caught up in oh no the the miracle is what happened no the miracle is what's happening yeah and that is that's so where fabulous. we yeah that's where we get the healing yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just a new way to live. Yeah. And so, you know, they told me to work steps. They told me to get a sponsor. Yeah. They told me to, you know, learn how to pray and meditate. It's right. not religious, but it's right. spiritual. Right. I was like, okay, well, I can, yeah. I can hold on to that. Yeah. You know. And there's such a dogma on the, the, the words, like, being spiritual that we we identify that with a religion. And so we think that we have to go to that religion to be spiritual, but it's really the opposite. Mm. We let go of the religion and we let go of everything that we've ever been taught. And we go back to understanding and going within and saying, okay, spirit, just guide me. Right. Just, just teach me. Guide me. Yeah. That's the fabulous part. When you can be, honest, open-minded, and willing, yep. and be able to take suggestions, yep. life gets so great. Yeah. yeah, because then you, then you're not going, you're not trying to make your own flow. Right. You're going with the natural flow that, that the higher power is already lined out for right. you. It's already there. You know, that that's the funny thing is like, in our addiction and 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 not in our addiction we still we want to make our own path and we want to make our own way and create things that we want but really it's more of okay so the higher power has already got this path lined out and while you're while I'm over here trying Ignoring to make my own it. shit yes. and make things happen the universe or or source or god or spirit or whatever you want to call path. it yeah it's like dude yes what the fuck man we have got all this lined Absolutely. up like this is so beautiful for you so beautiful but you're over here trying to do yeah. some shit that doesn't even go along with this and best so thinking. yeah my yeah. best thinking Stankin got thinking. me yeah jails institutions and yeah spiritually yeah. dead yeah me too sure. me too and then you know and so I found a new way and I started working steps. Yeah. And you know, that step one is like so 
important. I mean, they're all so important. Yeah. But the one, yeah, the first one, knowing that I can't right. take, drink, do anything that's mind-altering. Completely powerless. Because if I don't have it, which I have a problem with all of them, don't get me wrong. Right. But if I say, well, you know, alcohol wasn't really my problem. Right. So I think I can just drink socially. You yeah. know, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I have to know in step one that I cannot do anything mind altering. Yeah. Because it will lead me right, right back. To, yeah. Right back. Because if I get drunk, it's not going to be enough. Right. So then I'm going to put something marijuana on top of. Yeah. Marijuana is not going to be enough. Yeah. I'm going to have to put some cocaine yeah. or methamphetamine or acid yeah. or ex whatever. Yeah. All of it. All of it, which leads to a spiritual death. Yes. You know, and like like my thing, too, was, uh, you know, I would drink and then I would get with a sexual partner. Yes. And like what I didn't understand the consequences of all that, but it, it's it kills me me spiritually Absolutely. like when when you go and you you just get foobard and then you have sex to have that feeling too yeah and then you've already then you've made this this deeper divine connection through through s sexual intercourse that now you're fucking connected to this person yeah and take you them just, down through there too. Yeah, and then you just took on all their baggage and without even having that understanding, like, damn, like, so now I've taken their spirit into my spirit, you know, and now I'm going to carry their baggage without even knowing it. And now I'm wondering, you know, why I'm having all these fucking issues. And, and it's because your, your mind has been altered mm -hmm. and then your spirit's been altered and then you're just fucking sleepwalking again. And it's so difficult. But like, those are things that we don't understand that come with that. Like, right. like, you know, I, when I was in Quapaw, there was a counselor there. His name was Derek. And he explained it like, I'll never forget it. And he said, life is like a credit card. Well, you know, you yeah. can swipe that fucking credit card until you max it out. Right. That's but good, that bill analogy. is coming later and you're going to have to pay for that shit. Yeah. Whether you know it or not, but that bill's coming. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you swipe that 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 life credit card on, get ready because you're going to have to fucking pay for it Based one way or another. And so that's what that one drink does to me or that's what that one drug does to me or that one uh, that one sexual partner does to me. Mm -hmm. And and like I realize that now, like I can't fucking have just one of those. No. And it's, 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 you know, maybe I could, maybe I could go out and I could, I could have one beer, but through two weeks, three weeks, six months later, I'm like, well, fuck, I had one beer. I got away with this Fuck, beer. I can do it again. I'm going to do it again. And that's that, that manipulation of ourself. Yes. And, and that's how, how strong that addiction is. Like, fuck, dude, you can do it. Yeah. Because, yeah. Two. Because while we're not while we're not in active addiction, our addiction is still active. Oh, you know my, what I'm saying? That's a whole other that, show. Yeah, man. yeah, it is. I it, can get into a lot because that of addiction that. is sitting there pumping weights, right? Fucking taking steroids is fucking getting strong as fuck. Yes, and it's building, it's yes. building, it's building. But while it's getting stronger, 
your 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 angel side, you know, your true self, your higher self, it's getting stronger too. And so that spiritual warfare is fucking just battling without you even knowing it because, because, you know, it's like faith. Like we can't see that. Yeah. But what we can do is fuck up once or keep going and, and in this recovery lifestyle and it's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually I think that our spiritual side, our higher self is is so strong that it can defeat the demon and the evil right. and the right. and the addiction, no matter what. Right. If you stay in it. Right. You, yeah. If you stay focused and you in stay that program yeah. and and you do something different than yeah. what you were doing. Absolutely. Back then. Like even though I took all the drugs out of the equation. I got clean in treatment. You know, they said, you know, go to meetings every day. I'm like, yeah. oh, uh, yeah, what? What? Wait a second. What? Every day? Yeah. But wait a minute. I got high every day. Right. Went to that dope man's house every day. Every day. No matter for what. Hours. Right. No matter so what. I can't go to one hour yeah. and sit there for yeah. one hour to yeah. maybe hear something that's going to save me. Yeah. Like maybe not yeah. save me today, but it might save yeah. me. Yeah, something might click and right. that seed is planted. And so that yeah. angel wins over one yeah. more time. Yep, yeah. absolutely. You know, so I have absolutely. to replace, because I was addicted to the lifestyle. Right. I was addicted to the running and gunning and going, even when I didn't make any money, even right. when I didn't make any dope. I still wanted to run and gun and go right. because everybody loved to see me coming. Right. You know, and it was hard for me to figure out that I am powerless yeah. over yeah. my addiction. Yeah. I think that is the, like, that the, was really, really hard. Yeah. Like, Oh no, I've got power. Yeah. I've had power all this time. Yeah. You know, in all the institutions and rehabs and all, all the stuff that I've been through, you know, like a lot of, a lot of the speakers and you're one of them that I've I experienced, they come in and they talk about step one, step two and step three, and it's on repeat. And like, w- you know, when you're in those, those institutions, you get so sick and tired of oh, hearing yeah. those groups. And it's it. like, damn dude, like we got another fucking hour group on step, and one. on step one, step two and step three, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and if it's not this speaker, it's the next speaker. Yes. And they're going to be talking about the same shit. But like, I think why they do that is because those are the three steps that are going to guide you for the next, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. The rest of your life. Yeah. And one gets you ready for two yeah. and two gets you ready for three. Yeah. And so without one, you can't even get started. Right. right. Because you, you can't even yeah. get started. Yeah. And you have to surrender. Yeah. And, and, and understanding that like you're powerless right. is actually doing the exact opposite and giving oh, you so, all the power. Such freedom. Yeah. It's such yeah. freedom. Yeah. You can start to gain power by understanding that you're letting powerless and letting go of that. Right. It's, it's amazing. It's fabulous. Yeah. And I think amazing. that's. A, I like that word better. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's really, it's a really good topic for this show is like. You're, you're powerless. We're all powerless. I'm powerless. Everything is powerless. The only thing that has power over the powerless is that addiction. But then once you become powerless, you gain power over that addiction. Over your reaction to things. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only power we have is how we react to whatever it is that's happening to us. Absolutely. 
you know, and as long as I go to meetings and I listen to people that have some yeah. recovery time, yeah. I learned how to deal with things that hit me hard. Yeah. You know, my mother passed away not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, and you have 10 years clean. 10 years. And you're a sponsor. I am a sponsor of many, many you, women. That's awesome. They say five is yeah. probably enough. Yeah. Like I've had 15, 16 at a time before. Wow. I don't right now, but like, yeah. because, you know, it is a lot, yeah. but I want everyone to stay right. clean. I want everybody to right. get it. Absolutely. And, and, and it's just like, it's an honor for someone to ask me to be their sponsor. Right. And so it's hard for me to say no, right. even when I have so 15 much or 16 yeah. of them. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay. And, and, and doing that, that's really, I mean, giving that message away and, and guiding other people into a direction. Like, it's not like a sponsor has all the fucking answers, but no. a sponsor has the experience to be like, yo, this is yeah. what worked you can for go me. Ask Julie. Right. I know Julie's been through right. it. Right. She's done that before. Yeah. You have resources. You have, right. you have the, the experience. I mean, I that's what it's about. I don't have to know everything. But would you say that because you had sponsees and, and you, you have, because it's not about how long you've been clean. No. It's about what you're doing with that time that right. you're clean. Right. And you would say that that really kept you in that, that state of mind of, okay, I've got this. I can do this. I don't need this other shit. What, when your mother passed? Oh yeah. Well, when my mother passed, I was really, really, I was really nervous. Like, and I had, and my mother had liver failure. And so, you know, what I had learned through recovery is to talk to people that have been through it. Yeah. And so I called people that I knew had been through it. You know, and then there's this one person that's become like a brother to me. Yeah. You know, and he had just lost his stepmom and and he actually went step by step through it with me. Yeah. And so I did exactly that's incredible. right exactly what he told right. me he did for his mom. Yeah. That and that's what I did with my mom. Yeah. He said he gave her his uh, her first dose of morphine. And like, if I hadn't heard him say that, I wouldn't have. Been, I would have been like, I don't want to touch yeah. it because I'm an addict. Yeah, morphine's not my thing. But right. you know, yeah, Just fucking narcotics. But I did it, <laughs> yeah. and I squirted that morphine in her mouth, and and we said goodbye. And I said, I love you. I will always love you. And I said, you're going to a better place. Yeah. And she said, keep teaching these people, Shane. Yeah. I said, Mama, I'm going to keep teaching these people. And it was. That's awesome. A beautiful. That's awesome. A beautiful moment. That's awesome. And and it was all because he told me what he did. Right. So I did exactly what he did. Right. You know, and I crawled up in the bed with her. Yeah. And I stayed right there holding her hand. Right. Cheek to cheek until she took her last breath. It's amazing that like. Had I been high? It's amazing. Dude. Yeah. Shoot. You'd have probably turned the the morphine around and went. Yes. Right in your own mouth. Right. Because that's how sick we are. Yeah. And so her death turned into a beautiful moment for yeah. me. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard every day. Absolutely. That I can't pick that phone up and go, Mom, this bitch said this to me and yeah. I don't like her. And yeah. what am I going to do? And, you know, and she's yeah. like, I'm praying for you, Shannon. Yeah. You know, and just hearing that. Yeah. 
she's so spiritual and so yeah into all of that that you know she never stopped praying for me. And I'm sure that even though she's not physically here, that you still hear those words oh, yeah. and see that in everything that you do, Absolutely. because that's how the spiritual world works. It's in everything. It right. is everything. It's all things. And uh, and I I was still in active addiction when my father passed. Yeah. And 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 they. I don't know if they asked me to speak a eulogy or I asked to speak a eulogy. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I don't remember a word, <laughs> not one word that I said, except for at the end of it, I said, my dad was cool as night baseball because that's what my dad always said. Yeah. And, you know, when it gets cool in yeah. the summertime, it goes nighttime. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So and it play. took me a long yeah. time to figure out what cool yeah. night baseball was. Yeah. But like, I remember saying that I remember not even having a dress to wear to his funeral. Yeah. And you know, one of my customers went to some store and stole one for me and brought it to the parking lot of the funeral home. Wow. So I put it on and walked into the funeral. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Well, Shannon, I'm so glad you came on the show and I'm going to have to have you back because I'm sure there's way more that we can share with people. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And then having you on, you know, even though I'm a male and you're a female, uh, you know, you showed me through your telling me your story that like, it's okay to be strong and that strength comes with this process. And like, it was very uplifting for me. And I know that it's going to be very uplifting for all of you and, and anything that you can take out of this, please take it. It's free. And that's why, that's why we're giving it away, you know, because not only, yeah, that not only do we want to keep it for ourselves, but it's a selfish and it's a selfless act. And so we want to give this to you so that you can take it and you can say, You know, I'm not the only one going through this shit. And just like Shannon said, you know, she did exactly what somebody else told her to do. She did exactly what someone else has already been through. Us addicts, we've been around the entire existence of Earth. And it's it. We don't have to pave a new way. These these people out here have suffered before. They've suffered for us. And, you know, I've suffered for the addict. Uh, uh, that's coming behind me. Right. You've suffered for the addict coming behind you, and this is our fucking gift. Take yeah. it, please. All we have fuck. To do is share. <laughs> this kind of wraps up episode three. Man, three. I'm I'm so excited. This is this is I'm huge. Excited to be a part of. This is great. Okay. We we uh, you know I was I had messaged somebody. I was like, I need a strong female to be on this show. Like I can't just do. I can't make this a bro show. You right. know. And because there's females out there, I think there's more females watching this than there are are males. And so I couldn't have thought of a better, stronger female to bring on the show for the first time. So, so awesome. Uh, So thank you guys for watching. Uh, If you watched all of it, uh, if you didn't, take what you can get out of it. Uh, Share, like, follow. Uh, the Dirtback Chronicles on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we are working as hard as we can to get this on more platforms. But uh, I just want to tell you that we love you. We send you our light. We send you our peace. 
And if you're suffering, please reach out. Just reach out. You, you, you can't do this by yourself. We love you. And I'll see you guys later. Peace.